Why, hello there! My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Gabby Taylor. And this is Wittenberg Radio. It is episode 123. On this edition of the show, I interview Mackenzie Nicole about her experience with Out of Town and Christmas. And Riley Friesen interviews Kayla Drudge about composing. But first, upcoming events with Ashton Reimer. Would you like to see your original photography hanging in the halls of CMU's residence buildings for years to come? CMU's first ever high-res photography contest is accepting entries from now until the end of November. Make sure you submit to highresphotocontest at gmail.com before voting starts in December. The top three photos will be used to add some class and culture to our residence buildings. Get ready to deck the halls of Northside Campus. The annual Christmas Gala is being held in the Athletic Center on Wednesday, December 5th. Pick up your free student ticket at Southside Reception and get ready for a swanky night of classy food, photo shoots, and Christmas celebration. And CMU's annual literary anthology is gearing up for another great edition. Submit your creative writing, essays, and poems to soulinparaphrase at gmail.com for a chance to have your work immortalized in this year's publication. For current events, I'm Ashton Reimer. Hi, uh, I'm Mackenzie Nicole. I am currently a fourth year working on a social science degree with a communications minor. Um, and I went to South Africa in the 2014-2015 school year, um, which was right after I graduated high school. Awesome. What made you decide to go there? I had wanted, after high school I didn't know what I wanted to do, actually during high school I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I um, really thought that a gap year program that had volunteering and traveling would be really up my alley. Um, I've done similar things while I was at school at RJC and I knew it was something I enjoyed and I wanted a bit of an academic break because my grade 12 year was uh, one of the busiest years of my life and so I wanted something a little bit different. And I had done a little bit of researching for different um, kind of travel volunteer programs and Out of Town was the one that I was most familiar with. RJC is a really long connection with Out of Town. Um, this year, there's actually, it's been the seventh year in a row that there's been at least one RJC year on South Africa out of town. Where is RJC? RJC is Rostron Junior College. It's in Rostron, Saskatchewan. It's about half an hour north of Saskatoon. It's a um, Mennonite public or private high school, and it's a dorm school, but I lived in uh, the town, so I'd go for school and then come back home, but spent all my time in the dorms. It's kind of like the commuter version of CMU. Um, yeah, and so... My year at RJC, I was like, yeah, I want to travel. Um, at RJC, I had already gone to Guatemala for a kind of a service trip, and so um, I loved it there, but I wanted to try something different. And so I decided I would apply for CMU and out of town on the same day. And my admissions counselor was like, yeah, that's a great idea, but I'm going to like suggest you try out of town first if it's something you're interested in. And so I got signed up with a lot of encouragement from one of the deans at RJC who had actually done out of town and later became an out of town leader as well. Um, unfortunately, she wasn't my out of town leader. It would have been a lot of fun for Rihanna to be my out of town leader, but she wasn't. Um, yeah, and so it was a lot of processing about yeah, who do I want to be. I need something different than school because school had definitely been my life for a really long time. And I think um, taking a step away from that was um, a good thing and to focus spending some time um, traveling and growing with a new community of people um, and figuring out what faith looks like outside of my small town context. So you had done uh, a service trip before. Yes. How was this one different from that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, RJC has a 
program called ALSO, which is Alternative Learning and Service Opportunity, where the whole school shuts down for a week and every single person in the school goes on a service trip. So some go to Saskatoon, Edmonton, um, Calgary, some went to High River when there was flooding there. Um, and then there's also a group that um, does a long road trip down to Alabama and a group that goes to Guatemala. And for that Guatemala trip, it's about two weeks or 14 days-ish and you go to El Salvador for a couple days and to Guatemala for a couple days and it's a lot of um, meeting with partners um, doing some service work like painting learning a bit of Spanish and then a lot of like cultural studies like um, having homestays with um, Mayan people and kind of learning the culture a little bit out of town is that but a lot more out of town, first of all, is longer. Um, it's a whole new community of people. I didn't know a single person going on to out of town, which was terrifying for me because I grew up in a small town where everyone knows everybody. And to be in a whole new world, basically, that's a lot more, A, evangelical than I'm used to, and be full of these really cool people that I was intimidated by and having to um, narrate yourself in a whole new way than I've ever had to before. It was just a very different experience. Um, out of town also, you're creating, yeah, you're creating a new community. Um, there's also more learning aspects to it. Like what you actually, you, you have speakers that come in every week and you, it's various Bible things often. Like we have an Old Testament week and we have a week looking at um, some of the gospels and kind of different ways to understand the Bible. Um, and maybe some practical theology and then there's a lot of service opportunities as well and so we you know we spend different types of camps and so we'll um, I spend time washing windows or digging um, gardens and um, we do urban plunges as well and so you go to you have an urban plunge in the north end of Winnipeg as well as kind of East Hastings in Vancouver um, and so you kind of get to see kind of the the darkest and most forgotten corners of Canada a little bit, which is profound um, because you kind of realize there's all these people that have a very different lifestyle than you, but they're still important, meaningful people that are just seeking human connection. And we kind of have the opportunity to be there for a little bit. How did it change you going back home for Christmas during your break? Christmas break's a rough time. Um, I am not someone who gets particularly homesick, and so um, home isn't something that I missed a lot on Out of Town. I know there's other people that think differently than that, but um, Out of Town becomes your whole life, sort of, for those three months. Um, and you travel, you eat together, you, you know, brush your teeth together, you do all these really dramatic kind of times of change together. Um, we have a lot of breakdown of really intimate, vulnerable details of lies that you've had in your past and the way that you perceive it. Um, and you're kind of growing to be a new person than you had growing up because you're no longer in the same context. You're no longer in the same family systems. And so your idea of self in context with other people is different. It's also the first time people are maybe seeing themselves as adults. Um, which really changes how you interact with other people and your own idea of self-independence. Um, out of town is still pretty sheltered, but um, there is at least some idea of independence and finding what you're interested in and who you are as a person. And so going home, it's um, it's hard because you're used to having all these people that you love really deeply and have a lot of fun with. And then I go, I, yeah, I grew up in a small town, so a lot of the people that I hung out with were no longer there because either they went to a 
you know, different university or um, out of town ends earlier than most universities do. So my friends that were in university were still in essay season and exams. And so um, there's a bit of an isolation vibe there. And so, yeah, you go home and you love being with your family and stuff, but you have this deep ache of missing your people and having all these weird flashbacks because I'll be eating like cereal in the morning and I'll be like, oh, I remember the one time this person like spilled milk on their face um, while we were eating <laughs> breakfast. And so everything in my normal life is kind of reminded of these other people. Um, Do you still get that today? Not to the same extent. Um, yeah, it took me about two and a half years to get over out of town, I guess. Um, yeah, the first year after out of town is a very hard, I found to be a very hard transition. And, but by now, um, CMU has kind of become my life a bit more and I'm a lot more invested here and while there's a lot of people from my out-of-town years that I am still in contact with and I still really appreciate um, I no longer have those same immediate reactions um, now it's more about people here also um, university life is a bit more regular life than out-of-town out-of-town is a whole different world bubble whatever um, seeing you a little more integrated into real life and so it's easier to have the transition of being here to being home um, it's also a time difference on uh, at CMU like Christmas breaks two weeks um, on a town it's five weeks um, which is like half a semester kind of and so the, the period of time where um, there's stress 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 building up at university and then you can go home and you know hang out eat good food not have stress um, but it's not a long enough break that you really have to switch into a whole nother set of being. Like over summer, you go home and you are like, all right, I'm here for four months. I got to figure out a new way of being in this space with these people doing a different job. Um, Christmas is a time for a break and you don't really have to add anything. You just have a time to let go. And so I think there's enough distractions and fun things to do over Christmas now that I don't really need to worry about comparing it. Are you graduating this year? I am graduating this year. How do you think your being is going to change? <sighs> Just a big black void of the future. Um, <laughs> I'm not someone that likes change. I have a really difficult time figuring out what I want to be and what change looks like. And I get a lot of anxiety during transition periods. And I have since I was little. It's now just um, internalized a bit more. Um, do you think your experiences in different communities will help you when you leave this one? I hope so. I think my, the idea of communities as spaces to be in is really powerful and um, has given me the opportunity to see what entering a new space really looks like, but I still find it hard with the change period. Like I, um, I get really stressed out until the, my community becomes my new normal. And so depending on how long that new normal takes to settle, um, that's what I have the difficult part with. Well, I wish you luck. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, as long as I've known you, you seem very positive and happy. And I really hope you see that too when you leave this space. Yeah, I hope to leave it better than I came to it, maybe. <laughs> gotcha. Well, thank you for your time. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, yeah, just out of town is a special time, but it's also kind of a strange blip in one's life because it's kind of this strange idealized thing once you leave it because it's a whole world unto itself and then you kind of come out of it and you can never get back to it um, so you need to learn how to understand life differently afterwards because yeah out of town's just a different place to be
My name is Kayla Drudge. I'm in my second last year of a Bachelor of Music with a comprehensive concentration. And then I'm sort of focusing my studies at this point on composition and conducting. All right, perfect. And so you started uh, composing, actually, which is part of the reason why you're sending that, uh, the song. Um, so what got you started into uh, composing? Um, I've always loved composing. I made up songs when I was a kid, made up a lot of ditties. And um, I just knew that was what I wanted to do when I came to CMU. I took violin here for a few years and enjoyed that, but um, never found that playing stuff that other people wrote was quite enough to satisfy my creativity. So started taking compositions in my second year with Randolph Peters and then continued with Neil Weisenstahl. All right. And... Um... Yeah, so can you tell me a bit more about the song as well, like along with the na- name of the song? Sure, yeah. So the song is called Elements, um, and it's actually part of a folk opera that I'm writing. So it's a cycle of seven pieces, and they follow the story of two sisters, um, who, and they deal with issues of family relationships and issues of environmental relationships, especially surrounding pipelines. So um, there's one sister who's very opposed to pipelines and protests them, and one sister who works for the pipeline and is pro-pipeline, and it just sort of follows their relationship and trying to work out um, their differences. So this song is the third song in the folk opera, and it's the younger sister's song. She's the one who protests the pipelines, and it's her love song to the earth. All right, and um, is for this particular song, how long did it take to actually write? And by extension, how long does it usually take to mm. kind of come up with an idea for a song? Um, I came up with the idea for the folk opera, I guess, two years ago. I was taking a bit of a year off from school and sort of had creative outlet that I needed to use up. And I wanted, I was inspired by the folk opera Hades Town, written by Anais Mitchell. Um, and I wanted to write a folk opera of my own, so I got a friend of mine, Kale Plett to write the libretto for the folk opera and I sort of gave him the ideas, themes that I wanted to work with and he took it from there so he wrote it, the libretto, um, I guess a year and a half ago and then I took it from there and I spent a lot of time with the texts working just with ideas, not writing any music, just writing in rhythms and um, just thinking about where I wanted to go with it and then That song itself didn't take a super long time to write, let's say maybe two months or something. I work on a bunch of songs at once, so it's kind of hard to say, but um, yeah, it came to it there pretty quickly, and then I um, was able to have it performed by friends Katie Unruh and Emily Rempel in the March, um, last March's composition recital, so that's where this recording comes from, their performance. All right, and... um... Uh, what else? There? Are there any other projects you have coming down the pipeline as well? Um, at this point, I'm working on this folk opera mostly. So I wrote, finished two of the songs last year and have started on a bunch of the others. So I'm working to get those finished this year. And then working with Neil, my composition teacher, to maybe look at getting it performed um, fall of 2019. So yeah, that's all sort of where I'm working right now. All right, perfect. And uh, are, there, are there any details about composing that you actually would like to let people know about that they might not know? Um, interesting question. I think just that it's accessible for everyone. I think that sometimes there's a stigma around composing that we can only do it if we have, you know, a lot of music theory training, um, which, I mean, music theory training is super helpful and anything, yeah, that we learn theoretically about music is really helpful, but 
I also am sometimes deeply moved by the compositions of people who just sit down at the piano and see what happens. Um, so, yeah, if you want to compose, compose. That's what I would say. <laughs> All right. Good to know. All right, then I will thank you for your time. Yeah. No problem.